Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Heart to Heart. I'm your host Emma Buggy and I'm passionate about supporting people to come home to themselves to really really understand what's important to them so that they are more able to live their lives fully, live their relationships with honesty, authenticity and clarity so that we can ask for what we need and express what we need in a way that brings us closer to one another. And I love supporting couples who are in misunderstanding and they need an extra person there to help them uncover those spiky messages and get to what is at the heart between them. So today's episode is all about coming home to myself. And doing that through listening to my body, listening to the sensations and the feelings in my body as they come up, Um, because this this has really been a key element in me being able to change the pattern of people-pleasing. So if you are a recovering people-pleaser, or you would label yourself in that way because you have a tendency to do things in order to keep other people happy because you're afraid that you might lose their love if you do not do that. If that resonates for you, then um, I imagine sharing, listening to this story um, may support you in feeling less alone and perhaps offer you some tools to start or to continue that journey of finding your own boundaries compassionately and being able to express them. So let's start with the episode. Okay, so I want to start this episode by talking a little bit about my history of people pleasing. When I look back even a few years ago, like say three, four years ago, and, and even more recently than that, I see how deeply it has been ingrained in me ever since I was a child that it's not safe for me to say no to other people. And that if I do say no, the story that I was living from was that I will lose people's love, affection, that I will lose their sense, the sense of belonging in that community. I won't be included anymore. And of course, this is connected to childhood experiences, which I won't go into now. But through having learned that or imagined that that is the truth, this younger part of me has quite sweetly been trying to protect me throughout my life by encouraging me to keep others happy and do things to please other people, even if it means that I will be exhausted or unhappy or dissatisfied, and even if that means that I will slowly, slowly build up micro-resentments towards the people that I am pleasing, because eventually that's what happens when we people please. We, We think that we are keeping that person closer to us we are holding on to the love that we imagine could be taken away if we were to say no so we hold on to it by saying yes even though we don't want to do 
the thing that we've been asked to do. And we, we do so without realizing that each time I say yes to another person without truly, really, really wanting to do that thing, a part of me begins to lose a bit of love towards that person. I start to love them less, feel a tiny bit less interested or likely to to want to hang out with them in the future. And it happens in such micro movements, like such small amounts, millimeters, that it's very easy to go unnoticed until boom, one day something big happens in the relationship. I overstep my boundary in such a huge way and I then feel hurt, upset, angry and I explode. And this other person is totally unaware that I have been stretching my boundaries all of that time and it can be really confusing. And I feel a lot of gratitude towards Marshall Rosenberg, the creator of Nonviolent Communication, which if you have been listening to my past episodes, then you will very well know that that is the key methodology, or as I like to call it, way of life, which underpins a lot of the work that I do. Um, it's the main modality. So I'm really grateful to him because it's through really understanding the concept of needs recognizing my core needs my core values and the needs of others that I dove deeply into this process of um, mindfully recognizing myself in so many ways recognizing the patterns and behaviors that were no longer serving me and recognizing my responses recognizing my core values and needs and and realizing where I was not showing up for myself and how that would have a knock-on effect on my friendships and my working relationships. Um, Yeah, and so through the process of recognizing my core values and needs, I, I really slowed down and began to listen to my body my body, I realized, was the place where I could actually go inwards and hear whether I actually want to do something or not, whether I'm doing it out of habit or out of fear of losing love or not. Um, And before I, I go into that, I want to tell a part of one particular story where I was in a working relationship on a team working towards a festival a couple of years ago and you know I'd already been doing this work with NVC for a long time Um, but you know the subtle layers of these patterns and behaviors are so deeply woven in that they can they, they, they do inevitably and continue to come and show their heads in order for us to learn the next layer and receive the next message the next ah, that's where I'm still, I'm still people pleasing, I'm still doing that. And so in this working relationship, I was supporting um, and sort of co-organizing this this online festival. You know, in certain parts of the process, when looking over the contract and when looking over certain things, 
I was so excited about the opportunity and the work that I was doing that I, I, I noticed in my body that there were parts of me that were concerned about certain elements and not so happy with certain elements and realized that, yeah, I, I, need, to, I need to speak about this. And yet I chose not to because I was afraid that if I spoke up and if I shared those things, that would mean that I would not be invited to continue working on this very exciting project um, or that it would cause discomfort for the other people. And therefore, yeah, a subliminal part of me believed that I would not be loved for that. I would not be liked for bringing these complications in. And of course, that is not a true reflection on the people I was working with at all. I, I absolutely believe now that if I had brought those concerns, they would have absolutely welcomed me with open arms and, and felt happy that I... I, I ask for what I need. But this very, very, very deeply woven in pattern and belief system was acting from a place from my subconscious. And so what that led to was that throughout the time working in that in, in that job, in that role, I I began to hold very 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 quiet micro resentments towards um certain people in the team or towards not the not the people but the particular role that i was holding um and i i was not expressing it i was not expressing it again because i imagined that the job was so important so beautiful that we we just needed to get it done we just needed to make it happen and I needed to you know shut up be quiet and get on with my job and make it happen because the overall goal and outcome and the support that was coming from my job role was more important than my needs um, for rest or for sustainability and other things that were coming up for me so even speaking about it now, I, I feel such a sadness not listening to myself and how detrimental that can be to, to relationships. Some of you who are listening, I imagine, are also very accustomed to being people pleasers. And I can imagine that you can resonate with me when I say that. I can imagine that you have experiences in your own relationships where things have gone not quite the way that you've wanted them to or have ended up a mess because you you really were just trying to keep the peace and to stay connected by saying yes to them but ultimately that led to something a lot more painful later on down the line so ultimately what happened for myself was that this learn this this continuous not listening to what i need and and not bringing myself into the um, the working relationship, not saying I need this to happen, I need this to be different um, and imagining that the goals were more important than my needs. What that led to was a very deep burnout. Um, I, I literally could not work anymore. I could not do anymore and I I, I had a complete collapse. I, I was not then able to work for weeks afterwards. And in fact, months, it really affected my ability to focus. Um, my body just 
went into a deep sleep mode. Um, I felt depressed. I felt really um, insecure. I had a lot of self-blame and self-judgment and confusion. And it took me not too long to to really recognize and realize that this had all come from a place of really not bringing myself fully into that working relationship and not really asking from what I needed from the beginning and throughout. So I tell this story because um, how that relates to this sense of coming home and listening to my body is that from from that moment onwards I made a commitment to myself to to stop before every decision at every moment that someone will ask me if I would like to join them for a coffee or if I would like to join them in a business venture or if I would like to support them with something or if I would even like to have a phone call I made a promise to myself that I would actually slow down and listen to my body because that would be a gift not only to myself but also to the people that I'm engaging with. I really realized how important listening to me is for every relationship that I have and that actually (laughs) making sure that I do things from a place of a full yes within myself is the most nourishing way for me to be in relationship with the world. So I I took I took the foundations of nonviolent communication which I was already working with already teaching <laughs> already familiar with at this time and and began to slow down the four steps which I won't go into in this particular audio but the four steps just to give you an overview are observation so recognizing what's happening in this moment So, for example, if a friend is asking for a Zoom call, I I have had many moments where friends were asking me to have a chat on Zoom since the pandemic. And I recognised that it, it just wasn't sustainable for me because I spend many hours with the work that I do, seeing clients online, and I enjoy that work. But there's a part of me that needs a rest from the computer, from the screen. I need a rest from speaking to people. I need space to connect with myself at the end of the day and so I started to notice that each time a friend would ask me to connect over Zoom my body I I was saying yes because I again I had this fear oh no my friends will think that I don't love them if I don't connect with them over Zoom they're going to think that I am not taking time to speak with them and I'm going to lose their love I'm going to lose that relationship so the panic in me that fear that I will lose love meant that I was still at that time saying yes to certain people around connecting on Zoom because I loved that person and that relationship truly was important to me. But the truth was that online connections um, were not meeting my need for rest and sustainability and self-connection at the time. So I I started to use this as um, one of the places where I could really practice self-connection and slowing down. And the observation is like, 
my friend asks me if I would like to have a conversation on Zoom. So I recognise, ah, my friend is asking me if I'd like to meet up next week for a chat on Zoom. And so slowing down, I would connect with my feelings. This is the second step in the four-step process. And I'd really slow down and put my hand on my heart and just notice, like, how does that feel when I imagine having a conversation on Zoom? Or, or I imagine putting that in my diary as an intention for next week. And I notice, I would then start to notice the different feelings of resistance in my body and how that would come up for me as like a tension, a stress in my chest, or like a kind of gurgling feeling in my stomach. <sighs> yeah, and then I was able to, to sort of settle in and recognize what is it that I need. So it was very clear for me, that's the third step, by the way, what, what is it that I need right now? So it's clear for me that what I need is rest, self-connection and sustainability. And it was clear for me that making any more calls in my diary time slots for, for online connection was just not sustainable, not enjoyable. And so the fourth, the fourth step in the model of nonviolent communication is requests. And so then I would check in with myself. Is there some kind of intuition or or creativity that comes up around what I can do in order to look after those needs of mine right now? Or what can I do to really make connections sustainable, to make sure that I'm self-caring and I'm resting? And And so in different moments, I would have a different answer because, you know, the request that works for me changes. It's not that I would say, okay, from now on, I'm not going to have any Zoom calls and I'll only speak to one person per week. Well, yeah, I could say that, but perhaps it wouldn't work for the next week. Perhaps my needs would change or my flexibility would change or my availability would be different. Um, but for one example, um, a request that would come up for me was like, ah, I'm going to give myself two to three weeks of no Zoom calls and no extra phone calls and I'm going to let my friends know that the only way I am feeling happy to connect online is via WhatsApp messages and that I'll respond as and when I have energy. So this supports me to make sure that I'm not people pleasing, I'm not doing something I'm not having that zoom call in order to please my friends and make sure that they love me I'm really checking in and seeing what is it that I actually need and what what is sustainable for this and through communicating that to my friends 99% of them absolutely understood that and recognized why of course you're overwhelmed and yeah you have so much so much time online and so many zoom calls of course you need time to self-connect and of course you need to check in and and, and speak with me when it feels good for you um, I want to ask you actually if you have this tendency to be a people pleaser let's switch seats for a moment and I want to ask you, can you imagine how it would be if 
you were to ask a friend to do something for you, say you want to go stay at a friend's house, um, and they say, they say yes, but you, there's something in you that can kind of feels a bit off. You're like, are you sure? I, I don't know if you really want me to come over. And then you come over to your friend's house and they're like kind of happy to see you there, but they're, they're also preoccupied with some other thing that they needed to be doing. And yeah, then you, you get this feeling of like, like unsureness in your body. And then when you check in with them, you realize that actually today wasn't ideal and they have this other thing going on that they need to pay attention to. And and then and then you feel uncomfortable and kind of wishing that you had chosen something else to do that would have been more nourishing for you and also that would have given your friend the time and space to focus on that other thing. So it's 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 like when we turn it around as people pleasers, I recognize for myself at least that I definitely don't want people to do things in order to please me because I don't enjoy myself when they're half with me. I only enjoy myself when I know that they've fully chosen to be with me in that moment or to do the thing that we said yes to together and that I suffer too as the person who's receiving that half yes from a friend. Um, I suffer. I I feel disappointed, I feel less connected, I feel um, frustrated. And it's a gift to me when someone actually says, no, I, I can't meet you, I can't have that Zoom call, I, ha I can't um, commit to that work commitment because then I know exactly where I stand in that moment. I know that I can trust that person to make a choice because they want to and not because they have to. And therefore, I can dive fully into the experience of being with them, um, of exploring, of working with them rather than doing it and, and, and being and feeling a sense of unsureness around whether this is really what both of us want to do. So my invitation to you as um, I hate using labels, people pleasers, because I really don't believe that any human is is acting under the label that they give themselves in every moment. Like I know that I am not always a people pleaser and I have not always been there. I've been a very rebellious teenager. There are many times where I've said no and absolutely not done the things that I, uh, don't, that I don't want to do. <laughs> but um, for the sake of ease, I'm using that label um, for those moments that you have been a people pleaser and I have been a people pleaser. So if, if you recognize yourself as someone who sometimes can step into that role, then my invitation to you is to begin this process of slowing down, slowing down and, and checking with your body, like how does my body respond when I receive this invitation? And it can even be with the simplest things like meeting up with a friend for a coffee and and your automatic reaction might be, yeah, cool, because you want to see your friend. But just checking with your body, what is the response? Even if it is a full yes, that gives you the information you need to recognize what a full yes feels like for next time. So that you go, oh, I notice the excitement in my belly or I notice that like my body is standing up. I feel alive. Yeah, so that that gives you that kind of like, 
ah, that's what a full yes feels like. And then in the moments when you're unsure or you feel yourself kind of saying yes, but you didn't really want to, and you notice that in your body, you will start to have this energetic blueprint for what it feels like when my body says no or I'm not sure. And if you have been practicing this, if you if you start practicing this and you notice that it's supporting you and you want to be able to follow the next steps, which are to recognize what it is that you actually need in that moment and and then to bring those needs into your reality so that you can find a solution that really works for you and also for your friends or for the people you're interacting with. Um, then I highly recommend looking at the four-step model of nonviolent communication. You can download some free resources on my website. There is a guide to self-connection that can help you to journal through this process um, and support you to recognize what's truly important for you. Um, it's, it's really a practice for me. The more often I self-connect in this way, the more it becomes standard daily practice and then it's not even practice and it's just a part of who I am. Um, so I'm wishing you um, a joyful process of discovery and self-connection with this and I look forward to sharing with you more next time. Thank you for joining me.